Welcome to the Broadcast Dialogue podcast, the show all about the media industry in Canada. If you've ever dreamed of writing a screenplay, Canadian entrepreneur Khaled Sabawi wants to help you get there. Better known for his work co-founding companies like Mina Geothermal and Tabo Palestine, Sabawi is now taking on Hollywood with a new platform called Open Screenplay in an effort to bring more diverse stories to mainstream audiences. On this episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, serial entrepreneur Khaled Sabawi. You're known as an entrepreneur and a disruptor in many other areas. Were you always interested in film and television? I'm interested to know what your journey was to becoming an aspiring screenwriter while you're involved in all of these other global projects. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. I have been fascinated by film and television and storytelling since I was a kid. Um, I just felt a calling towards it. You know, I, 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 going to the movie theater as a kid was a sort of religious experience for me. I felt that it was, you know, going, you know, the ceremony and the ritual of going to a movie theater, smelling popcorn, sitting there with the audience, the dimming of the lights, the trailers that come on, and then, and then getting lost into a movie. You know, when we watch movies, we, we regard them as experientially real. You know, we laugh. We cry. We feel excitement when we watch something. And it took me decades to figure out why. But I knew that it was something, it was a call, almost a calling. You know, it felt like a sort of transcendental experience, um, you know, being enthralled or, or consumed by, by a story told in, in film or television. So it's 2012, and you embark on a project to produce a pilot on a series that you've written about the Arab Spring, and then you acquire the rights to a Canadian novel after that, and you find yourself with a finished screenplay with no next steps. Yes, precisely. You know, I discovered that the process of finding an agent or someone to represent you is harder than writing the screenplay itself. Um, and it was quite a shock because writing, you know, writing a screenplay and coming up with a story and going through, you know, I did everything by the book. I went to Los Angeles, took a screenwriting class. I read all the screenwriting textbooks that were out there. I even had a, I even went beyond that and had a professional screenwriter mentor me for a year and a half and help me develop my four drafts. And I had different professionals review my drafts. Um, so I was ready to go out there with, with this draft. And I realized that there were no next steps because essentially the system is rigged against new voices. Um, Hollywood is a, you know, it's a walled garden surrounded by gatekeepers. And, you know, the gatekeeper system, you know, works to a certain extent in Hollywood, of course. It's based on who you know, the network that you have, and that can get you in there. Um, And that has allowed good talent to appear. We know that. We see good movies that are out there sometimes. Um, But it has also, at the same time, prevented an enormous number of new voices from emerging because it's based on who you know, not what you know. And the statistic in the U.S., uh, I believe, is the 50,000 screenplays submitted to the Writers Guild of America every year, and Hollywood only makes 150 of them. Who gets to decide which screenplays get made? That was the question I was asking. So how did you go about developing a model to address that? I understand you worked with a tech incubator. So there's a little there's a little bit of a journey prior to arriving to the tech incubator. After hitting that roadblock and realizing how hard it is to get representation, you know, I, I decided to go back into my screenplay and work on my fifth draft. And but this time I decided to go deep, deep into the origin and structure of stories. Um, you know, I I'm the son of Palestinian refugees. 
um, who immigrated to Canada in the late 80s. And, you know, my parents literally made themselves from nothing. So we were raised on these stories that carried a message with them. And the message was that, you know, we, we don't give up that easily. Uh, we keep working at it and we do our best to do, you know, the best with what we have. So I, I dug into my fifth draft. And when I went deep into the origin and structure of stories, I learned information that, you know, that was perhaps, that, that led me on a journey that was perhaps more important than getting my screenplay produced. And it's what led me to open screenplay. And what I learned was, you know, I'm going to take a few minutes to kind of try to explain it to you, to summarize it for you, because it was very profound on me, was that, you know, the way we behave in the world is highly influenced by the stories that we're told. Um, and there's multiple reasons for that. You know, it's the, reason, you know, it's the reason why our ancestors decided to pass down information over generations and across time in the form of stories. Because when we're told a story, that story follows the narrative structure of a main character like you and I. And it follows the emotive behavior. And in that behavior, there's a lesson and information that's carried. And we easily understand it because when we see the perspective or the point of view of a main character, we relate to them and we emulate and therefore internalize their behavior. Um, and, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, the way we see ourselves in the world is that we are actually living in a story. And we are the main characters ourselves. And we see the world from a first-person perspective almost rested upon our shoulders. And, you know, Carl Jung said, uh, you live in a story whether you know it or not. If it's someone else's story, you might be getting a small part that you don't want. If you don't know that you're in a story, it might be one with a bad ending. And, you know, when, you, when, I, when, you, when I digested all that information and I began to realize how powerful and influential stories are, I began to, say, I began to think, wow, well, I'm, it matters in what stories we're told because it kind of constructs how we, how we behave towards reality, what our value systems are, etc., and the fact that the most powerful and influential form of storytelling of film and television is held inside a walled garden means that it's controlled by these gatekeepers. And not allowing new voices to emerge is a major problem because it limits the type of stories that we're told and the type of information that we see as a culture. So I genuinely believe that each and every one of us can be a powerful storyteller based on our life experiences. But the ability for people to be able to tell their stories is significantly inhibited by the old, you know, structure that exists in Hollywood. When I learned the structure of stories, that stories have an actual, you know, narrative grammar, a structure that follows this sort of heroic journey um, that, that is actually the structure of the oldest stories we know, and it applies to movies like The Avenger, to Oscar-winning titles like The Godfather, to the creation myth of the Sumerians of Mesopotamia, to the story of Adam and Eve. And, you know, when I realized that this structure can be broken down and, and shown to the the public, it can help people write better stories and help them convey their message. So I believe that, you know, in the world that we live in today, where technology is prevalent and everyone is interconnected, that we can use technology, and, and I think technology should be used to help, you know, improve industries that inhibit the emergence of new artists. Because, you know, Shakespeare said, art is a mirror held up to nature, because it helps us look, look upon ourselves, and question ourselves, and therefore improve ourselves. And when we allow new voices to emerge and new artists to emerge, you know, I want to bring out the storyteller in everybody because screenwriting is a craft in addition to being an art. And when you know the craft, then you could, then the art emerges. And the craft of screenwriting is story structure. So in writing my screenplay myself, I uncovered a process of creating a story and writing a screenplay that I realized could then be created into a platform and released and opened up to everybody to help new voices be able to write their stories and release them to the world so we can hear their voices and enrich our culture. 
So speaking of the kind of stories that are being told right now, when you were a kid in that movie theater in southern Ontario, were you seeing yourself represented on screen? On the contrary, I was seeing I was seeing people of my ethnic background and religion, the religion I grew up with, um, being vilified and stereotyped actually by Hollywood. And a, a an example that everyone can relate to or a little understand is the movie Aladdin. Now, I was a kid when Aladdin came out, and I love Disney movies, of course. I, you know, I was a kid when you had The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, and all the originals were coming out, and Aladdin came out, which was about about the Arab culture, and I said, "Oh wow, that's great." Until I walked in and I listened to the opening verse of the first song that's played on Aladdin. It's you know it's it's Arabian Nights if you remember. It's this old you know um, Arab man on a camel in the desert, and the opening verse is, "Oh, I come from a land from a faraway place where the caravan camels roam, where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home." That's a Disney cartoon towards children. I think that's morally reprehensible. And I think it's, it's quite unfortunate. And, and there's, there's volumes of, there's, there's books written about the amount of vilification that, um, you know, there's a, but the, the vilification, sorry, towards, you know, Arabs. There's a term in Hollywood that says, who are your, instead of saying who are your villains, they say, who are your Rabs, Russians, Arabs, or villains. So it's, you know, you know, not seeing, you know, my mother minority as a part of in Canada represented is one thing, but then seeing them vilified and stereotyped was another because that dehumanizes them. That, that changes, you know, people's perception towards that minority. And such behavior is very dangerous. So, you know, open screenplay is a platform that's designed to take that on directly and diversify the voices that emerge in Hollywood so people of all different backgrounds, of all different religions can tell their stories and represent themselves. Let's get into how open screenplay works. You're an aspiring screenwriter. You sit down and open the platform. Tell us what happens next. As soon as you come on the platform, you have the option to start a screenplay yourself or join a public screenplay that's being written or request to join a private screenplay that's being written. So if you decide you want to join, uh, start a screenplay yourself, you have the option to make it private or public. And the difference between them is that a private screenplay allows you to have control of your screenplay, essentially. So you can write it individually yourself, or you could invite others to collaborate with you. And those that collaborate with you or submit contributions, you can accept or reject their idea. You're, you're almost the controller. You have, the, you have like the master control of the screenplay if it's private. And if it's public, you can start a public screenplay, and then everybody in the community can write it with you. And the mechanism that decides which contributions make it in is by vote. So for in the private and in the public screenplay, if people collaborate with you and their contributions are accepted in the private case or voted in in the public case, then the contributors earn equity into the screenplay. So we've broken down the screenplay's development into basic elements, and we've given each one of them a, percent, a percentage value based on our assessment with experts on what each element could be worth. So if you contribute to a character's name or you contribute to a whole scene, you get a specific percentage in that screenplay. This way, everyone has an interest into the screenplay. So if the screenplay is sold, everybody profits that contributed to it. So if you don't want to start a screenplay, you can <clears throat> search the screenplays that are available on the platform to collaborate with them. So you can be involved with it as much as you like and as much as your time, and, you know, as much time you have available. You can contribute you know, in the story development phase. You can wait till the s- screenplay is actually being written in the script pages and you can write the script itself. So it's, it's a community that's designed in a platform that's designed to help you, you know, write your story in a better way. Um, or collaborate with others. So 
whether you choose a public or private screenplay, when you start writing the screenplay itself, what we've done is we've broken down the screenplay development into phases, starting with the character's phase, story outline, scene outline, and finally the script. And each one has different elements that you contribute to. So, for example, in the character's phase, we tell you that a story needs to have a protagonist, an influencing character, and an opponent. And then in the story outline phase, we tell you how these you know, three main characters interact in a journey, in a story. And we break down story structure into into four acts and then four sections within each act to make it easier for you to write a cohesive story structure. So a buzzword right now when we're talking about any digital platform is monetization. How does everybody get paid in, in this uh, model? There's going to be multiple ways. So we, um, so actually we've started out our, we've launched with a short film contest where it's free for anybody to enter um, and the winning screenplay will receive a $2,000 prize and will be produced. And we'll be making it. So we're putting our money where our mouth is to show our writers that are out there that we don't want them just to come on here and write. We want them to actually get paid and get a writing credit for their contributions. So we're also going to create um, a screenplay market as part of the platform that will allow producers and agents and studio executives to come and be able to bid on the screenplays that have been written on the platform. Uh, we also plan on, you know, and, on making producers out of non-traditional you know, um, members of the storytelling community. For example, businesses and you know, non-governmental organizations or institutions. You know, everyone puts out advertisements out there, whether you are a private business, you, know, you want to put a, a regular ad or you're an institution, but people don't respond to ads anymore because ads you know, are, are 30-second or one-minute direct forms of advertising and they're being diluted by what's available on YouTube. Um, so we're going to offer an opportunity for businesses to be able to engage the customer base and launch competitions for the customers to write stories for them. Because the best way to communicate a message is in the form of story or narrative. Because like I said, you know, when you see a main character go through a journey, you relate to that character and it conveys the meaning behind the story. So for businesses or institutions that are out there, the best form of conveying their meaning and connecting, especially to the new demographic of millennials where 84% of them don't respond to direct advertising, they're out there looking for meaning. So these brands, by conveying their message in the form of a story, and the most efficient way to do that is the short film, most powerful is, you know, is, is, is the film format, they could launch a competition on our platform and have people collaborate and, and participate and submit screenplays for them so they could convey their meaning through a story that's associated with their brand. And that is, like, a, 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 in my opinion, a new way for multiple, multiple um, you know, players within our economy to be able to participate in telling stories, telling stories that, that have meaning associated with them. And, of course, each one of those will have a prize with them, and we intend to have a writer's paid. You have quite a few industry veterans, including Sandy Kleiman of Entertainment Media Ventures, who are backing open screenplay. How did they get involved? Oh, that's a great question. I, uh, you know, the, the story of how I met Sandy is quite interesting. I had the, you know, the, the pleasure of being invited to um, Davos, the World Economic Forum's annual summit last year for the other entrepreneurial work that I've done. And, you know, I just literally pulled up their, their app that they give you, all the, you know, that lists all the participants. And I found this gentleman that was a Golden Globe and British Academy Award-winning producer of Martin Scorsese's The Aviator. Um, he was the former corporate vice president at uh, Universal Studios and former senior management at Creative Artists Agency. And I said, wow, and he's involved in investments and he has a company called Entertainment Media Ventures. And I said, wow, this person is incredibly qualified. I would love to have a conversation with him. So I sent him a cold message, uh, literally saying, hi, this is who I am. I've 
you know, small startup in Toronto. We just got accepted into Canada's top tech incubator here in Toronto. And um, here's what we're doing. Here's a little video I made explaining what the platform is. And you usually don't get a response because Davos is such a busy time. And three days later, I get a response from him saying, this is fascinating. I'd love to meet. And uh, we found 15 minutes to meet. I pitched the platform to him. To him. He got it right away. Um, he watched our explainer video, which we have on the platform. He loved the idea. Shortly afterwards, he came on board. It was really, really, um, it was serendipitous, and it was, I'm very grateful. What have you heard from screenwriters and other people in the industry since you launched in mid-January? Oh, the response has been, uh, has been you know, universally great from everybody. Everyone totally understands how difficult it is for screenwriters to get their voices heard. They understand that the industry is surrounded by gatekeepers. Um, they do also understand that new types of stories and new voices need to emerge. Um, so people have been very supportive of it. They're, everyone is watching to see what kind of you know, writing comes out of the platform. Um, and everyone's excited about what could be done. Because one of the other things that we're going to do as well that I didn't mention is we are going to offer practical screenwriting classes on the platform itself. Because we have a, we have a tool that helps you build the story and the screenplay. What we're going to do is we're going to have professional screenwriters start a screenplay and let our users write them, and they're going to give them comments and feedback directly on their contributions. So they have a practical first-hand experience of writing a screenplay and getting direct feedback on it as they build it. Um, you know, we have um, a former professor of screenwriting to, uh, for the grad school at the University of Southern California. Um, he's a Golden Globe nominee. His name is Richard Kletter. He's going to be offering this as well um, on our platform. So we're trying to bring in people from the industry um, to help as well. Um, because we think this is, going, this is a team effort that needs to be done with people that have the industry experience, that have the screenwriting experience, um, and uh, we think that's the best way to make it work. Okay. Is there anything else that you want to add, Khaled? Um, no, thank you very much for this opportunity. I mean, for any of your listeners out there, this, uh, I, would, I would encourage them to participate in our short film contest. Um, it's free. Um, they have a chance to participate in the prize and get their story actually produced because that's what we're going to do. So this is, you know, we believe that everyone out there can truly be a storyteller because of their life experience. And, um, you know, it's, it, writing this and going through this process is actually a very self-fulfilling exercise to go in there and try to articulate your story, your message to the world in the narrative form of a character's journey. And um, it lets you kind of, it, it tells you more about your life as well. And it tells you, as you, as you go through this, the, you know, the, the sort of heroic journey of the character, you embody it yourself. And it's quite an amazing experience. So I encourage everyone to do it. And, and we welcome all ideas. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on the You can learn more about Open Screenplay at openscreenplay.com. This episode of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast, brought to you by Momentum Media Networks, Records and Rockstars with Jeff Woods, is available to stations now as a weekly or daily feature. Learn more at MomentumMediaNetworks.com. I'm Connie Teeson. Thanks for listening to Broadcast Dialogue. For more information about the podcast or to receive exclusive access to our weekly briefing about the Canadian media industry, visit us at broadcastdialogue.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, connect with us on LinkedIn, and follow us on Twitter and SoundCloud. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. 
Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.